Now batting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Van's not here on a Tuesday. You know what that means. That means the boys are here. It's Fred and Robert. Robert, how are you, brother? I am great. It's been a nice day for me. It's been a good day. We're changing up the energy a little bit from yesterday's program, oh, which please we will do. Please do. talk about and apologize at length throughout today's episode. As I was a little on the fired up side yesterday. Van will be joining us in progress on the program. He went to a last minute, Rob. He went down to UNM. They're having a press conference about the UNM New Mexico State basketball game that needs to be rescheduled and the upcoming game on the third. We'll have updates on that, not just from he, but Eddie Nunez, athletic director of the University of New Mexico, will be joining us at 4.30, Robert. So so stick around with us till 4.30, and we will get you Eddie Nunez live, and you can hear it straight from the Lobo's mouth. Do people say that? Um, Not anymore, I don't think. From the live texter, friend of the show, JD, says, the only positive out happened to work in the office is to drive home and get to listen to the boys. Hey. So that's a nice thing. There we go. JD nodded Howie's last night where we were, Robert. We code switched a little bit out to the program because the program yesterday was booty. The program yesterday, because I spend my entire life trying to throw jokes about sports, the program yesterday, Robert... I was in my feelings a little bit, mm-hmm. and I want to apologize to the friends of the show that are accustomed to our to our cheers. Yeah, as we were bringing constant jeers yesterday. Yeah, it felt like the beginning of Wakanda Forever. It, what is what does that mean? Why very, are you spoiling? very very sad? Very like okay, where's the action? It was like that. Is it too soon to talk about that? I'm see, so no, I have, I'm on on my podcast tonight. That's what I'm talking about. You had your chance. What up? You trying to get me on there? Or are you busy? You I, you can come, dog. I cannot come on your podcast hosted by you to talk about black culture movies. I I have a problem with Wakanda Forever. I have a few problems. Like what? Like serious yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, you haven't watched it. It's jokes too, but I could watch it this weekend because I this is gonna. I have Black Friday relatively off. Mm-hmm. Like you know how I am. I'll do some weird like end up doing some weird work stuff. Yeah, but I I don't really have to do anything. That's a weird energy for me. It is because you're going to find something to do. I will find something. Yeah, that's how I am too. I got family and friends coming to town for the holidays. So I had, uh, like, I have, I have zero money. I want to be very clear on that. <laughs> Who are you telling that to? They're like, you specifically, but all the friends of the show. <laughs> By the way, we have a Patreon. But, like, I have, like, a very regular amount of money. It's people you know in their late 30s that own. Like this type of job. Mm-hmm. On the live stream, just notified there was an echo. That's because you, Rob, didn't turn off your microphone. Oh. I got it fixed. You got it. Cool. Thank you, friend of the show, Larry. This because we were cutting it up before the show telling Melvin Gordon jokes. You weren't dialed in. That's what it was. But I don't take a lot of days off and I have this regular amount of money. So I was like, well, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to clean my apartment. I'm going to get my apartment right because I have friends and family coming to town mm-hmm. for like right after the holidays. But 
really what all I wanted to do was like move piles of stuff into different piles of stuff. Are you familiar with the style of cleaning? Yes, I am. So I called a friend of mine and I was like, hey, if I give you like 50 bucks, will you follow me around and just dust everything after I move piles of stuff? (laughs) (laughs) It was like the Henry Ford. It was the the automated line of cleaning. It was the worst attempt in the history of anything at cleaning, mm-hmm. and I did it. That's that's called being effective. That's what I was saying. That's what that is. Efficient. Also, it's the same gal that like waxes my ears and nose because I'm an old man and I need old man maintenance. Do you get that done? No. What? I don't grow hair like that. You don't grow hair in your ears. No. Or your nose. No. Are you lying? I am. I don't even have underarm hair. What? None. I'll show you on the break. That's weird. Zero. This explains your beard. And this is 44 years in the making. (laughs) That's it. You don't shave your pits? No. I shave my pits. Nope. I'm not talking about a Bic. I'm talking about like a number one. Nothing. You see my arms and legs? Nothing. Well, one guard. Nothing's happening. So we're at Howie's last night. The football game last night. I I forgot there was even a game on. Dog. I don't, even, I don't think I'll watch five plays. There's eight weeks of Monday Night Football left, and if you look at the schedule, they're all booty, every oh, single one man. of them. Thank God for Howie's. That's, <laughs> for real. <laughs> There's not a single good Monday Night Football game going left. The last one of the year is your Chargers and the Rams or something. That's horrible. Flex it to Wednesday night. So they're not flexing to Mondays. That's what I'm saying, because you can't just move the tickets and stuff. People have travel, whatever. You can flex the times. I mean, I guess I don't care about your flight on that. Nobody's going to that game. Nope. The Rams and the Chargers, nobody's going to be there but the teams. Nobody's going to that. On Monday night? Nobody. No one wants to fight the traffic? No one's going. Both teams will be outside of the playoffs. Nobody has to travel from out of town. Nobody's going to be at SoFi. And then there's seven more weeks of booty games before that. Jeez. The only thing cool about last night was that it was in Mexico. That was kind of a cool thing. I didn't like the way that looked. Why are you saying it like that? Because if it's going to be in Mexico, make it look like it's in Mexico. I don't want it to look like it's in Arizona. That's what. How many people did we have to tell, no, no, it's not in Arizona? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. I want it to look like it's in Mexico. I don't know how that happens, but let me know when I'm looking at the screen. This is outside of the country, like it does when it's in Europe. I can look at a European game and be like, oh, that's not here. It was a home game for the Cardinals, but it was only 49ers fans, and it was played in Mexico. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The national anthem was cool. The Mexico national anthem is cool. Mm-hmm. By the way, I, I guess I'm not as familiar with the Mexico national anthem as I thought I was. It's an okay song. It's not a banger. It's because you're not familiar with it. Of the three North American anthems, obviously Canada, number one, USA, number two, Mexico, number three. Yeah, see, that Canadian one comes out banging. That, Just uh, straight off the top. Okay. <laughs> yes. You got me. Yeah. You don't even have to have chops. You can mm-hmm. get it. Yeah. This Monday night is Steelers at Colts. Booty. Horrible. Next Monday night, Saints at Buccaneers. Booty. I'm going to keep reading them off to you. Okay. Patriots at Cardinals. 
Booty. Oh, God. Cardinals again? Cardinals again. <sighs> Los Angeles Rams. Already. It don't matter who they play. At Green Bay. Oh, my goodness. Teams that are currently a combined 7 and 14. I'm good. By the way, Aaron Rodgers Day and Pat McAfee, because, you know, I kind of make an effort to watch that because I'm into that kind of world, made so many ayahuasca jokes. And I'm not trying to be that guy right now, but you don't get to make the joke about yourself. You're not getting out in front of it. You're not Eminem in eight mile. Yeah, especially when you have a losing record. I lied about the Rams and the Chargers game. So the next week is the Chargers at the Colts. Wait, when is that? That is week 16, so that'll be the day after Christmas. Okay. What's interesting about that one is the Chargers, are they 5-5? Five and five? Yes. They could be looking for their sixth win at that time. So that's a big deal. Agreed. And the last one of the year is the Bills at the Bengals, which uh, that's kind of where I'm at. That's week 17, which is the day after New Year's. Unless it's snow involved, I'm not. I'm not going to pay attention. Hey, but there's like Cincinnati might get snow, but Buffalo is so soft they don't even play in the snow anymore. They move their games to Detroit, yeah, and then they send Tim Horton gift cards over to Detroit to say thank you. Mm-hmm. I get the Bills Mafia. I get kind of like all that fellowship and stuff from the live texter. What a great game! No, it was not a great oh, game. That Forty Nine er fan. I was just about to say that. <laughs> The game started with Colt McCoy and it ended with Colt McCluskey or whoever was back there. I, see, I didn't even know that. No, because you, what are you down, like 30 pounds? No, not yet. 36 pounds? Not yet. What, I are, you, wish. what are you down? Um, uh, 10, 10, 11. You're down. I'm, I'm waffling at 10 and 11. Okay, so you're down like, a, like 11 pounds until Thursday when you join me for Thanksgiving and then you're down only 8 pounds. Depending on the seasoning. That's, I have reason to believe <laughs> that my very white family is going to do their absolute best to cook for you. Yeah. What if we create a hashtag, um, Thanksgiving with Fred, Fred's giving. Fred's giving, okay. And you just live tweet your reaction <laughs> to everything. Yes, I like that. Oh, that's funny. It's going gonna, gonna to be a whole lot of, what is this? Yeah. They tell you it's sweet potato pie. It's just just yams. <laughs> You're like, this is. Be yeah, a, you can't fool me with the pumpkin pie. Yeah. There'll be a lot of, <laughs> a lot of insensitivity in this thing. I don't hate it. So Colt McCoy starts the game. The game ends with Trace McSorley. But you don't know this because you're not drinking Bud Lights. You're drinking Teller Vodkas and soda or whatever. Right, right. Which is good. I'm not trying to say it's not. Soda's with zero at the end of it. Soda zero? Yeah. Eh. DeAndre Hopkins came out. I thought the Cardinals were going to put a beating on the 49ers. They threw it to my boy six times in a row. And then San Francisco was like, we're just going to put two guys on him. Three. And then that was it. It was Mm -hmm. done. It was done done. He caught six in the first quarter, only three the rest of the game. DeAndre, where are you at? He's gone. San Francisco just figured him out. And I'm not like a national sports talk guy. You know that. Mm -hmm. I don't tune into other programs. Jimmy Garoppolo goes 20-29, over 200 yards, four tutties. 
does everything he can with the ball. By the way, they got Christian McCaffrey, who they only handed to seven freaking times. But you know there's still pundit out there who's like, um, you know, he's just not that good. <laughs> what? No, I saw the opposite. Kind of. Oh, people are coming around? Well, this one kind of bothered me. Someone said this 49er team is a Super Bowl team. That's If that team stays that way, they're in the Super Bowl. Who is saying that? I forgot who said it. That's cause because who- I'm like, you have to play another Super Bowl-worthy team. If you're playing another Super Bowl-worthy team and looks like that, okay. You're playing Arizona with Colt McCoy. Stop it. And Trace McSorley. Stop. The thing to me about – and McCoy McSorley should be a really bad Irish tag team in WWF wrestling. <laughs> McSorley. <laughs> is that's how bad the league is right now. Because all I want to see is touchdowns, and I want to see I want to see back and forth touchdowns. That's what I want to see. I just want to see the Chiefs lose. Okay, that's what I want to see. What are you about to? Gosh, my team will never be nothing as long as. They... <laughs> oh, man. What are they favored by on Thursday? Who the Chiefs? They play Thursday. Don't they play Thursday? Ah, uh... I got it right here in front of me. Okay. No, it's the Bills. I was thinking about. The Bills are favored by a ton over the Lions. Oh, that's a home game for them. Let's do a parlay on this. We'll do that later in the program. But this is kind of the most hyped Lions game in some time. Why? Because they've won some, which is far more than what they have traditionally won, which is zero. <laughs> All right, so the live chat has a lot of 49ers fan right yeah, now. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, it's 49ers going off. fan. It's going off. The three best teams in the NFC aren't as good as the best team in the AFC. They're not as good as the third best team in the AFC, the Miami Dolphins. I watched football this weekend. We didn't talk about it at all yesterday. There's a lot going on in the campus of UNM. There's a lot going on in New Mexico State, which we're not going to super hit on today because I'm keeping my vibe good. Mm-hmm. Outside of our sit-down that we're going to have with Eddie Nunez, athletic director of University of New Mexico, 430. But there was a football game this weekend that was 3-3 on the final play of the game. Yes. Like, what? Like, NFL, what are you doing? The Patriots are 6-4. and four. Do you know what? Do you know who they've beat? The they, Jets twice. And the Colts twice. I don't even know if that's true, but you get the point. <laughs> Like, there's all these teams that have some wins playing against booty opponents. Mm -hmm. But then as I'm like, well, kind of everyone is just booty. This entire league. There's not a team that is a good team. Dallas is probably the best team in the NFC right now. Nah. They're not? Nah. They could be. They are. Any other team in the league would love to have the backup quarterback in Dallas right now. Oh, you're right. That's what I'm saying. You're right about that. They'd also like to have that second string running back they have, too. You're right. I get real not worked up because that's not fair. I got it for you right here. 
Six wins for the Patriots this season. Two against Zach Wilson. One against Sam Ellinger. One against Jacoby Brissett. One against Jared Goff. One against Mitch Trubisky. We're not talking about world beaters. But they'll say, oh, the vaunted New England Patriot defense. Who will? That's the whole, That's the narrative about them this year. Not taking in consideration those are the quarterbacks they've beat. How many weeks are left? Seven? Mm-hmm. I don't even know who they got. I don't even know who they got. Probably those same dudes over again. <laughs> <laughs> When's Deshaun Watson come back? Is it this week? Um, Week? It's got to be close, right? 11, I want to say. Isn't that this one? This Oh, can't be. They're not talking about it. Who's they? Me and you? Yep. I get worked up when I see NFL fan. I'll use, like, not just last night hobbies, overall. When I see NFL fan and they're like, heck, yeah, that ball was down inside the five-yard line. And I'm like, what? You think a punt inside of the five-yard line is the exciting aspect of this sport? It is not that thing. That's what it's come to. But that's what it's come to because they don't score anymore. There's no points out there. There's no tutties. It's downing the ball inside the five-yard line that you have to get hyped for as a fan base. The sport needs a big overhaul. Monday Night Football needs a big overhaul. Ben Nunley will join us when we get back from the break. He will talk to us about the UNM press conference that he attended today and we'll set up what we need to know from Eddie Nunez at 4.30 when he joins us. It's two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by the Mexico Company on Coffee. Play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Spend our afternoon lunches, boys. Today I was at 6-6 Diner. Pretty good. Had a little BLT. Tell you more about it later. The weekend is for New Mexico's vodka. Tell her vodka. Don't forget, under 25 bucks, you can get your holiday pies over at the 6-6 Diner. Reach out today. They'll prepare it for them. I guess they sold hundreds for this tomorrow, for this Thursday. Kind of crazy. And Mondays is for Howie's over at Howie's Sports Page. We watch Monday Night Football, 12500 Montgomery Boulevard. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. The Jim Rome Show is not up next at 10 a.m. We're only on till 6 o'clock tonight. Van Nunley joining us on the program. Van, welcome. Oh, hey, buddy. For those on the live stream on social media, Van will be there in a moment. Women's basketball tonight versus Western New Mexico, so that will take us off of the air at 6 o'clock this evening. Heads up. So I step away from one segment, and you steal all of my takes. What was your take? That the the mix on the Cardinals are me, not only a disgrace. Let me just mute you real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Coming in hot, just like a hot mic. The mix on the Cardinals are not only an embarrassment to the state of Arizona, but also to the country of Ireland. That game was a bigger embarrassment to Ireland. Mix, not mix. That's what I said. Mix. That's what I said. Like MC apostrophe S. What did you think I said? Mix. That's what I said. It's not what I said. It's what I said. It's an embarrassment. Remix. As (laughs) As an Irishman myself. Stop claiming that. No one recognizes you with that disability. Uh, yes, they do. The Mormon Church, the owners of Twenty Three and Me. Robert, you ever Twenty Three and Me? Never. Me neither. I don't need to know. You don't want to know. Hole up. 
I'm going to ask you a question, a real question. Look, I got my 23 and me back. I was 67% Irish. Stop making up numbers. 12% German. Not true. A mix of European. Those are both already German and European. And, I was about to say, what? <laughs> and, and I was 3% Nick Cannon. That's what? <laughs> I've noticed that everyone's lowest percentage that's is not black is always African something. Yeah. <laughs> is always wild and out. <laughs> like, yes, I am Wakandan too. <laughs> I have gotten back my 23 and me. <laughs> so stupid. The results may surprise you. <laughs> Talking about Monday Night Football last night at Howie's. All right. I really forgot there was a game. It was not good. From the live texter, JD, friend of the show, is 2% McRib. Oh, also yeah. Irish. Yeah. Get that, Robert. I, I got that. That's mm-hmm. the last meal you ate before you went on your prove-it diet. You were at the UN Impressor van. That, that is correct. About five minutes before the show went on air, and then you rushed over here from the campus of UNM. How was the presser? Uh, it was enlightening. You know, uh, first off, we're uh, we're pretty lucky to have an AD like like Eddie. He's good. He is good. He cares about student-athlete, and I appreciate that. He does care about student-athlete, and that was the main point of the press conference, is player safety and student safety is in the lead of all these decisions. Should be. Obviously, I'm not going to speak for him, as we'll have him next segment. Tell me about how was the press conference set up? Traditional? Different? This is a different circumstance. <sighs> um, yeah, there was somewhat of a, a somber, somber air. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was less think? fun, less fun, less jokey. Yeah. It's usually a fun, um, engaging environment. Today, was he, it was a was little he, more chill. Was he beeline in, beeline out? Ish. Yeah. Ish. You know, he normally, Robert, I don't know how many of these you've been to, he normally, like, not peruses, but, like, mingles the crowd, then yeah. walks up, then mingles out. Yeah. I would think that wasn't today. He's he's obviously very gracious, but today was a, a little more business. Was he by himself up there? Oh, uh, you know Frank was up there with him, and you know their their assistants. Okay, but it's not like Stokes wasn't up there, right? Like the president of you and him. No. Okay. Mm. Okay. Mm. This was a athletic centric. Got it. Yeah. So they made the announcement on the UNM game from this past Friday, which was canceled, and the upcoming December 3rd game at State. What's going on? That is correct. Both games are canceled and will not be rescheduled this season. It's like that. It is like that. Put the hammer down. Put the hammer down. And um, there was was no mention of... Say it again to be very clear for the front of the show. Both games... Both Rio Grande rivalry games in Albuquerque and Las Cruces for this season are canceled. Men's side only or both sides? Uh, the women's, yeah, it's up in the air, but it is expected that they will play. Interesting, hmm. because usually men act better in the presence of women. Apparently, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, historically, that's true for me. Hmm. When it's just the boys, I act different. When okay. there's la- when there's ladies among us, I tend uh, to put on a better face, if you will. Is and this- hopefully, Albuquerque and Las Cruces does as well. Is this like a flirting thing? Like I don't understand what you're saying. Am I flirting with... Are you trying to peacock? Like, I, what is this? Am I, trying much. To, am I trying to act chivalrous with all eight of our female listeners? Is that what you're saying? That's a very generous number. <laughs> okay, so four, six, maybe? Two, I know that 2% of our listeners are McRib. Ooh, that's my, <laughs> that's my least favorite milk. <laughs> so the men's games, not just canceled, like right now, canceled will not be rescheduled. It, it, they are, they're off the table. 
Yes, it's a very much a see what happens Larry moment. Mm. So mm. a mess around and find out moment. And we messed around and now we're finding out. Okay. Did they talk about football or anything? Uh, no mention of football. That's TBD. That's far away. So let's be on our best behavior for the next year. Hmm. All right. So I'm processing because you're giving this to me live on air. Live on air. Yes. This is all happening really fast. I just sat down. What are your other notes? You got a whole thing. I got a whole bunch of notes. We could all go over it with A.D. Eddie. Well, I'm laying the table. This is classic radio. Okay. Well, due to the unrest and the unease of the situation and, you know, the worries for student safety. Yeah. And obviously student-athlete safety at the games with the antics of last year's home-and-away basketball and Mm -hmm. then the fracas at the football game this year. And, of course, you know, the incidents that happened on campus. Right. The games will be canceled for this season. Okay. And player safety and student-athlete safety is obviously at the forefront of this decision. It was a decision held both by UNM. They consulted, you know, president, the admin team, UNM, police, and also the, the their counterparts at NMSU. And so, everyone was in agreement that the, the game sh- both games should be canceled. To your understanding, athletics, with the leadership of the other side of campus, often referred to as academic, and then campus police from both, uni- from both entities came together and they all decided on this together. Correct. I'm not surprised. That's what had to happen. I agree. And I agree. There's no, there's no reason to force this. No, there's no reason to try to, at the last minute, enforce extra security measures. Right. And then go through it and just cross your fingers that everyone's on their best behavior. I think this is a, um, this is a stern parent way to handle the situation as well. Take it away until you deserve it. Absolutely. I mean, that's not at the forefront of the decision, but I think this is a... I mean, it's an eye-opener yeah. for Lobo and Aggie fan. Like, this isn't a given. You don't have to have this. Right. This we, is a privilege, not a right for you fans. Let's do this. What you're looking forward to every year, the biggest game in Albuquerque and Las Cruces every year, you don't get it. Let's step away so that while we're away, we can go to the phone. When we go to the phone, we will come back to the program on that phone with friend of the show, Eddie Nunez, who's the athletic director at the University of New Mexico. We will talk to he about the press conference that he just held that you are in attendance of to where we can communicate with you, friend of the show. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. D, Sports Annual. Back on the program, joining us on the program, friend of the show, Eddie Nunez, athletic director for the University of New Mexico. Eddie, how are you? Great. How about yourself, guys? Doing okay, friend. Uh, I started the program while Van was in attendance with the press conference today. Uh, Eddie, not asking you to repeat everything you said at the press conference, but if you could, for the friends of our show, just kind of go over the decision made between the University of New Mexico and New Mexico State University on not just the the basketball game canceled from Saturday, but the upcoming game on the 3rd. Yeah, you know, because of the, the tragic incident that occurred, you know, we wanted to make sure that um, over the last several days that we took the time to make sure that we were thinking everything through. And I know New Mexico State had other concerns and issues that they were facing, so it was in our best interest to, to kind of take the lead on this. And so over the last several days, we've had to kind of put everything on the table. We wanted to make sure that, that as we discuss this internally, um, but also discuss it with the university administration, with those at NMSU, with um, UNMPD, with others, 
trying to put everything on the table. We wanted to, um, it was, what is it going to do um, for us to be able to, to move forward positively? And I, I think there's still a lot of uh, questions out there that are lingering that, from our perspective, there's still unrest. There's still some anxiety. There's still things that are, that are circulating. And my number one priorities are student athletes and making sure that we put them in a safe environment. And I, I wanted to make sure that for us to be able to go down there, that I can feel that we were having a safe environment for them, for our coaches, our staff, our fans, and for their fans as well. So, um, you know, putting everything in, in, into perspective, sitting down with our president, our administration, and then ultimately sitting down with Mario and theirs, uh, the decision was that we were going to uh, cancel the game on December 3rd and then also – uh, canceled the game that was supposed to have played this this previous Saturday. So it's hard. We all want to have that, that the, the ability to play the the Aggies, and the Aggies want to play the Lobos, and especially in men's basketball. I mean, this was this was a game that was teetering on fifteen thousand people. Um, that's what we all want, and but we have to do it, and we have to do it right, and we have to make sure that we can provide a safe environment for everybody. And you know, right now, the the, the, the best opportunity was to pause. And um, it's hard. It's a truly, truly hard decision. Um, take the financial side away and everything else because of every, everything else involved. But it was it, it, it was a hard decision, but it was the right one. Speaking of the decision, just to be completely transparent to the friends of this show, the game that was canceled this past Saturday will not be rescheduled. The game on the 3rd at, in Las Cruces will be canceled and then is that where the conversation stops, Eddie? Is there going to be a revisit to future uh, rivalry games or perhaps football next year, or is it too soon to make a call on that? No, listen, we, 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 are, we, have, we still have several of our sports that are going to be competing against each other. Um, we understand the magnitude surrounding football and, and men's basketball, um, just the, the, the sheer magnitude of just the fan base, the, the, everything that's involved surrounding those two events. Um, but as we discuss this, this is we're going to look at every one of our events, every one of our sports, um, from baseball to softball to the football to basketball to women's basketball. We are still moving forward with the women's basketball game here. It's going to give us both a chance to make sure that we can do things and do it right and show, again, not just our communities, but our state, show, our, show the, the country that, that we're taking those steps forward Um with women's basketball, and then some of these other ones will come along. But no, we're we're gonna that conversation has 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 started as part of this decision, and for us to be able to move forward, we're gonna need to know that the security, the safety, but then also the messaging that we do, we have to we have to be better as as, as New Mexicans to make sure that 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 we understand that this is still a game between you know 17 and 22 year olds. And they have a lot of pride representing this wonderful institution and their, and their institution down there. And um, we, we need to make sure that, that we remember that this is a great contest and there's a lot of pride and a lot of passion. But that's, 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 that's just where it, that's where it ends on that court. I mean, people could talk, talk, but there has to be um, the, the understanding of, of how we're going to carry ourselves through and through. With one of the incidents happening at a football game, how serious was their consideration to cancel the next upcoming football game? Uh, again, that was I have I can't speak in particular about 
the incident that occurred because um, it did. I was unaware of it till after the fact. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a concern going forward when we play there in two years. So the the good, the, the the other side of that, and I don't want to say the good side. The other side of that is that we play here next year. So it's going to be our responsibility to make sure that we have an environment that's suitable for our fans, for their fans, for everyone that comes to that event. And it's going to give time to really, truly have dialogue about what we're going to expect from security around our teams, around our fans, where their students sit, where our students sit, where all those different pieces that go into this equation, because we want to have a great event. We want to have a great football game, a great basketball game, a great soccer, everything else. But that again, we have to make sure that we're giving them our student athletes that are competing on the field and our coaches and our staff that they're getting a chance to do this and do it well. So, um, no, all that will be taken into consideration. Um, there's, it's, there's a lot. There's a lot to discuss because it's not just security. It's, it's event staffing. It's, it's, um, it's, every, you know, how we get teams in and out. Everything. Eddie, uh, I've lived in Las Cruces and Albuquerque, and I've seen this rivalry from both sides. Mm-hmm. I've only experienced fun, spirited, um, you know, everyone's safe. It seems like the last couple of years it's been turned up a little bit. I know this decision was with student and student-athlete safety in the forefront, but can we talk mm-hmm. a little bit about the fans and the direction of the culture of this rivalry. What's that discussion like right now? Well, it's again, it's it's in the preliminary stages. I want to say it that way because I think we've all had thoughts and we've had very minim, minimal conversations about what has been transpiring over the last several years. Um, I, I don't want to say it's it's new to to the situation, but I, I will say that we, we have to take a deeper dive into everything that surrounds the event and. I've been a part of as a student athlete at the University of Florida when we played Florida State. I knew what those rivalries were about. I mean, I knew what it meant to go play Georgia as a Florida as a Florida basketball player. I, when I left there and went to, you know, from Marquette, we had our rivalries to Vanderbilt to LSU, and and I have experienced those. I've also experienced them as a as a bystander watching an Alabama Auburn, and I know it can be done and it can be done at a high level, and people could have. Great. Are there incidents that occur at every one of these? Possibly, sure. and unfortunately, some are 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 are, are a lot uh, a lot um, more of a concern than others. And we have to do our part here in trying to make sure that everybody can understand that this event is about our student athletes. It's about those that represent that have a chance to represent UNM and, and MSU and go out there and show pride for this institution and. And this is everybody. This is going to be our student athletes, our students, our coaches, our our fans, our donors, their donors, their fans. Um, we have to work together. We still want this to be a passionate rivalry, but it can be done with good sportsmanship, and it can be done the right way. And I and I believe every one of the 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 the, the fan bases on both sides feel the same. I really truly do. Last one from us before we cut you loose, yeah. Eddie. Um, we are aware kind of your open door policy on campus mm-hmm. we're aware that you're available not just to your administration and coaching staff but to, to, to student athlete has student athlete approached you since friday have you had one-on-one conversation with athlete um to talk about their feelings and their emotion and and what is that current temperature on campus 
you know, I, I can't speak for campus in general. Yeah. Um, I do know that there is some some uh, resources that have been provided to 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 all students on campus, and there's some taking advantage of that. Right. Um, in regards to our student athletes, um, you know, we've had some student athletes talk to coaches, but our coaches have been tr- honestly and proactive on the other side. When this situation occurred, uh, it was a conversation with all our coaches, our administrative staff, and I said, make sure we get in front of our other, our student athletes. I can't personally get in touch with every one of them sure. um, just because of everything that was happening. I did have the opportunity to meet with, with a good number of them and the football team and some of the basketball teams because they were here, and I, I was able to, to see them firsthand. And I can tell you that those conversations, they're aware of it, and we're not shying away from the situation. There's good conversations happening. But what I also want them to know is, look, if you need someone else more to talk to, someone to, to discuss this with, we have the resources available, and that, and some have taken us up on that option. Um, so it's not a, it's not uncommon, um, but we ha- we ha- we have to continue to provide and be a resource and be honestly, be accessible to our student athletes. Let them talk. Let them, let them tell us because they're they're here. Most of them are away from home, and we this is home to them now, and they're away from their family. So whatever we can do to help them feel comfortable, help them feel safe, we're going to do everything we can. Any final words before we let you go, Eddie? No, honestly, and I said this earlier, I, I do truly appreciate everybody for, for their patience and understanding. I know everybody was looking for answers in regards to this game. Timing just wasn't right, and I wanted to make sure that I, I took everything in consideration. So, honestly, from behind, besides from myself and everybody here, thank you for, for being patient and understanding for everybody. Eddie Nunez, Athletic Director of UNM. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you, guys. You all have a wonderful Thanksgiving. You too. You Thanks, too. Eddie. Take care. Bye. It's a good dude. When we get back, we'll break that one down at length. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Thank you to Eddie Nunez, who joined us, the athletic director at University of New Mexico, explaining how the basketball game that was canceled this past Saturday will not be rescheduled. The upcoming game on December the 3rd at New Mexico State will not be played. There's not an intention to play any of those ever they are gone they're gone this season you know some financial numbers it's like it's like half a mil right creeping up on half a million dollars unm athletics will lose out on by not having the aggies here at the pit that's crazy dude that's a lot i've that never a big chunk of their profits for the season well is the rio Grande rivalry we were all gonna go saturday night yes we were we were lined up. I was going to hang out with KT and Nate Davis. It was a bummer. Robert ended up doing a comedy show and getting yelled at by some old lady. <laughs> Unrelated. Is that off the air story? <laughs> no, we can say it. Nah. <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> yeah, you brought it up. I'm just. <laughs> That's you know it's a good show. Fortunately, we get paid equally every show we do. But if we had to miss out on the biggest show every year <laughs> for our financial well-being. That would suck. It would suck ooh, really bad. Yeah, that would. Ooh. Yeah. There are ones like that. Super Bowl week? Yeah, we make a little <laughs> bit more that week. <laughs> it's not about the dollars, boys. It's about no. the experience. Spending a week with Robert on the road was really eye-opening to me. I learned about the sponge. 
Yeah, you learned about the sponge? Oh, I got something new for you. Oh, dog. Ooh. The, the, the sponge has been retired. <gasps> I upgraded. Oh, what is it now? Did you? I can't describe it. You got to see it. I'll send it to you on the break. I hate how secretive you are. Instead of a sponge. How was that a secret? I just said I'll send it to you on the break. He evolved <laughs> from sponge to to crustacean. Is that what it is? <laughs> What's next on yeah. the evolutionary hey. scale of a sponge? You got a barnacle back there? Is, what is the jellyfish? Is that above or below? Uh, <laughs> sea anemone? What yeah. do you do? <laughs> Nor king crabs, so R.I.P. What's the little amphibious-looking two lizard things that crawled out of the water? I'm, my mind is escaping me now. Are you talking about like the evolution of man kind of Correct. thing? Correct. That's, that's the joke. Have you not been here the whole time? That is the joke? Yes. No. Sponge to crustacean to sea anemone to what crawled out next. The joke is krill cream. That's the joke. <laughs> That's a good one, too. Yes. That's a good one. Robert, why don't you come up with krill cream? Krill cream. Krill cream. Albuquerque Journal is reporting that University of New Mexico hoopster. Let me make sure I got her name. Brooke, Brooke Berry? Yeah. Right. Is leaving the university. She was a freshman from Billings, Montana, who, as it is being reported by her mother, Amy Berry, that she had had multiple conversations with Brooke via the phone about several different shooting instances on campus. And Saturday's, quote, Saturday's fatal shooting that led to the evening's UNM New Mexico statements basketball game being postponed was the defining factor in her decision. If a Montanan? Montanite? Yeah. Montanazoid? What do you Mon- call him? Montanian. 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 Yeah. If a Montanian is uncomfortable around guns, it might be an indication of there's some work to do around here. You, Because uh, I think you're, you're kind of born with a gun in Montana, aren't you? I've never really talked to you boys about this, but I lived in Billings for some time. Hmm. Like, I, I don't talk about this on air a lot. My ex-wife from Billings, okay? All right. So just make sure I have a rich understanding of Billings. The city, not the department. The both. Okay. And I'm going to tell you, this was my first exposure to Billings when I moved there as a 22-year-old, okay? I'm a 22-year-old from St. Louis, Missouri, that had driven the country for multiple years, quote-unquote, defining myself. I pull into Billings to get gas in my Chevy Impala, and there are more pump stations at the gas station that are diesel than they Mm. are unleaded. Yeah. And everyone who jumps out of their truck has not one gun on their side. Sure. Two guns and two big ass dogs. Yeah, right? yeah. Every single person there. That's the culture in Billings, Montana. Your bumpers held on with duct tape. Yes, but your guns are worth a fair amount of money. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Can we unpackage a little bit? You driving an Impala. It was nice. It was like a nice car. <laughs> I, d- I definitely wasn't I like sh- I wasn't thinking that one. Like a six foe sitting on triple gold D's, or like a. Like oh, a police interceptor. It was like an OFO. <laughs> and it was. Those are the good ones, too. It was super nice. The seat went back far. You know how tall I am. Was it a police interceptor? Was yeah. it like an ex cop car? I mean, cop shocks, cop engine, cop. Yeah. Yeah. It's just repainted. If, yeah. like, if, like, somebody. Ask me about the blades. If somebody, like, 
gets a little fender bender with you in the Albertsons parking lot, like the paint comes off and it's just a cop car underneath? Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you this, though, Van. If it was an Impala that I would envision Van being in, it's the 2004. Really? No other one. You don't see me hitting switches? I'm talking about Fred. Oh, Fred, definitely. Yeah. Oh, you said Van. My bad. I, I was saying Van. If I if oh, think right, about right, right. Fred okay. and Impala, it's definitely the 2004. I could see you on that. 2004 is the one that you get when you go rent a car at Avis or something. So I right bought there. it from Enterprise. See? <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I mean, it was a nice car. Like, I fit in it well good gas mileage that's the very the most neutral impala in history right sure. there from 19 to 22 i just drove around the country like like to every state i drove i drove to 48 states i was like i'm gonna like discover myself and learn about my life blah 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 and all that kind of stuff and then it was like i lived in california for a while did whatever long story short in this whole thing i could sleep in it easily at rest stops ah. mm-hmm. and that was a big defining factor in this seat went yeah. back really far all the way yeah the, all the way i was the man <laughs> What the point I'm trying to get to? Like the seat went all the way back down horizontal? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is sweet. I was very comfortable. Okay. You making notes here? I'm going on eBay Motors. It's all the reviews <laughs> on it. Can I can I drop a Prius engine in an Opala? I'm sure there's an electric Impala now. As long as the seat goes all the way back. <laughs> That's all he wanted. That's all he needs is that, that feature. As you know, I'm about to be homeless. So this is going to be pretty important. Selling your home doesn't make you homeless. That's oh wait, you just get a different home. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're. you're that's like, way easier. You're like a little. You're like a little. Uh, like a little. What are those things called that have to have shells? A hermit crab. Yeah, you're like a little hermit crab. <laughs> just get another one. What if I just want to live in an Apollo? Jay Allen Tolvar, also of the UNM men's basketball team, entered the transfer portal. Hmm. Women's hoopster gone, men's basketball player into the transfer portal. Brooke is saying specifically it's due to violence on campus. Alan Tolvar did not say that specifically, but he is uh, he is no longer with the team as of right now. Reports are him and uh, Coach Patino had a discussion about his playing time, and he wants more of it. And he wasn't expected to get it, so he wants to play somewhere else. He's a D1 talent. Correct. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he thought he was an NBA guy. I've seen flashes of that in him. I thought his end of the season last season was a good season. Sure. Started 17 of 32 games. Yeah, it's (sighs) averaging 15.2 minutes. Per game off the bench. That's not bad. That's, That's not, not bad. bad at all. That's a good chunk. Didn't necessarily have the points or the boards, averaging just two point seven and three point three, and very limited in a very limited sample size. So, at least for the women's basketball team, Highlands need a forward. It doesn't super work like that. Van's like, so what do the Lakers need? <laughs> you know what? Like, he'll find another D1. The transfer portal is interesting because you have to get signed off on mm-hmm. to go. So it's – we should also do this on an episode one time is just kind of break down how this thing works. I'm very versed in it because I live in that world. It's not simple. 
It's like confusing. You can go as long as everyone in existence says yes. That's how it works. There's a lot of people in that equation. Right. Brooke Berry, she is uh, going to head back to Billings, apparently, and then figure out what... I don't know her. I've never met her. She was a freshman. I, I don't... Uh, just a bummer. Yeah. I don't, I don't know her very well either, or and or at all, but Brooke Bailey from Billings sounds absolutely lovely, and I'm sure she's going to be missed. Brooke Bailey. That's what I said. Yeah, that's a shame. Okay. Uh, whenever we get back, we'll back to the jokes. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the NFL semifinalists for the Hall of Fame. We will hit that as, as soon as we return. Uh, also, I want to make sure we get the Thanksgiving parlay set, because, Van, you are off tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I need to find a reason to watch football on Thanksgiving. And I think we should all just put down, like, an affordable parlay bet. Okay. We form like Voltron. Yes. We all decide on a parlay bet. We all throw in $10 hairs. Okay. Place a $30 hair parlay. And then if we win, we just spend it on uh, booze at Howie's or something. I'll tell you what. I've been selling a lot of furniture on Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. So I got some cash at hand, brother. I can go more than 10 can you just spot us? I could, go wow. as, I could go as much as 12. <laughs> <laughs> you want to place a $36 bet? That's your plan? <laughs> Maybe. We could, no, we, could, wait, wait. we could round up to 38. Wait, wait. He said him. Oh, we're still only going <laughs> yeah. 10. To 32? That's 32. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but knowing you, we hit, and you're breaking down the percents yeah. real weird. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. God, dude, you're not a good friend. This parlayed six to one? Okay. <laughs> That means I get 72. <laughs> For the listener, if you're on the live stream, you might have been able to see it. But Van just pulled out his Walgreens-issued money clip. And then, oh gosh, you would think it's the first time in your life you've had paper money. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Cool song. Who is this, Def Leppard? You just yell at me because you were rocking out. I was going to let it play because I knew the next lyric was going to be about being in the city. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey, Robert, do you know that babies are sometimes born with tails? I've heard this. You heard this? Yes. Fred just found out this information it's not re- it's right now news. at the commercial break. Fake news. No, it's real. It is super real. There's a couple things I know that are not true. What you just said and the idea of Shane Leckler getting into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You're talking about the best punter of all time? Not according to anyone who cares about the game. About 40 cases a year in the United States. Of what? It's called pseudo tail. Vestigial tail, or pseudo tail, mm-hmm. as Robert says. What are you talking about? The pictures I showed you on the interwebs just now. Uh, I showed uh, Fred a picture of a baby with a vestigial tail that's like a, it's a little longer than most. <laughs> it's like it could wrap around a branch a few times, like oh. that, like that kind of long. Ouch! It's kind of a jerk move that they took it off, but like, apparently that's common practice. I kind of like what makes me unique and special. All of my quirks I'm kind of into. I would think that if I had a tail, I would want to have a tail. 
You think that kid grows up with like phantom tail syndrome where it thinks it has better balance than it does and like <laughs> like hang- a, like a kangaroo? Yes. I think you're telling tales. Human beings don't have tails. You're thinking of tadpoles. I'm very rarely thinking about tadpoles, but in this situation, I'm thinking about humans with vestigial tails. Some humans are born with tails. 40 a year in the United States. That's not a real 40. Thing. That's not a real number. 40 babies with tails. I got a lot of numbers for you. And it is, let me make sure I get it right. 28? Is that how many people are in the semi? That is a lot of people. Yeah. 28 semifinalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2023. Oh, I thought you meant 28 people born with a vegetable vegetable tail. That's why I just say pseudo tail. Cool. (laughs) I nailed it like the first five times I said it. You you was flexing (laughs) on us. (laughs) You said vegetable? The last time I said vegetable. Which, uh, gross. I'm going to name every name of every player, and then we're going to talk about them. London Fletcher. This this list is 24 people too long. (laughs) I agree. London Fletcher, Ricky Waters, Heinz Ward, Fred Taylor, Anquan Bolden, Rondé Barber, Henry Ellard, Albert Lewis, Eric Allen, Rodney Harrison, Robert Mathis, Jari Evans, Vince Wolfork, Willie Anderson, Darren Woodson, Reggie Wayne, Zach Thomas, Jared Allen, Andre Johnson, Torrey Holt, Dwight Freeney, Demarcus Ware, James Harrison, Steve Smith, I guess senior, didn't know that was a thing, Patrick Williams, Daryl Rivas, Joe Thomas, and Devin Hester. Okay, of the 28 I just named, I don't know why we're going to talk about a lot of these guys. Um, They're not uh, Hall of Famers. Nope. Compiling my list right now. Okay. You, oh, you, all right. I have a list as well, Robert. I, I have my four. Okay. Okay. Do you, all right, so I don't want to do top of the lineup yet. I want to do bottom of the lineup. Okay? Ready, go. What What do you mean? The bottom of? Guys that just should not even be on Okay, got you. Go. Henry Ellard does not need Ellard. He was not even the best receiver on the teams he was on. Ever. Flipper Anderson was better than him. Not good. Not good at all. Albert Lewis? No. Not good. No. Rodney Harrison? Not good. Zach Thomas. Get him out of here. A lot of people might argue with you. No, no. We're not talking about Texas Tech. Good point. Reggie Wayne? Yes. Miss me. I have Reggie Wayne on my short list. Of going in? I got seven on my list. Nope. He was never the best receiver on his team until the best Mm. receiver left. Andre Johnson, Robert's twin? Don't think so. Nope. Andre Johnson didn't play long enough. Hall of very great. He played a lot, though. I mean, he had 11 years in Houston, but unfortunately, one of them was their first year. (laughs) You cannot. Eric Allen, get him out of here. Oh, that one hurts. That's get right. Him, on, get, him, get him out of here. Right on the cusp. Never been the best cornerback. Hall of very great. Patrick Willis? Get him out of here. Hold on. No, he just nope. made a lot of tackles Hold just on. because. Patrick Willis is on my list. Mm-mm. Why? Because he was rookie of the year one year? Oh, because he was the best linebacker in the league for like 10 years. No, he was not even the best no. linebacker. Also, he didn't play 10 years. Patrick Willis is getting in. He only played like seven years, dude. Patrick Willis is getting in. Ricky Waters. Get him out of here. Why, Ricky Waters? Get him out of here. Cusp. He's a cusp. No. No, 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 never. You're so wrong. Never. Okay, hold on. When I say cusp, I mean he doesn't make it. 
I don't think he's, he's on the cusp. Yeah, well, there's no cusp. He's he not even it. better than Fred Taylor, and I don't even think yep, Fred Taylor nope. should be on the list. Fred don't get in either. Anquan Bolden don't deserve to be on the list. These nope. are not Hall of Famers. Just, none of these guys are even famous. They're not Hall of London Fletcher. London Fletcher, get him out of here. London Fletcher, who even had a chance to play a little bit in the league because Tampa Bay did a thing with undersized linebackers that worked for two years. That's the only thing I know about London Fletcher. They always would say he's the shortest linebacker. And? Hey, he did start like 250 games. Yeah. <laughs> he played a lot of games. A lot of games. Yep. Patrick Willis played eight years. He was an all-pro in six of them. First-team all-pro in five of them. Second-team all-pro one. You already know the argument. That's a Hall of Famer. You know the argument I'm going to make, though. He was trying to be really good at the one position that doesn't have really good players. Okay. No one is trying to be the best linebacker. The linebacker is trying to be the best linebacker. Specifically at that time. At that time. I'm I'm just saying, if you're not the best, one of the one or two best at your position while you played, what are we talking about? Rondé Barber ain't even the best barber. Nope. Get him out of here. There's another barber that's better than him. He's never been the best player in the secondary he's played on. Nope. My barber, Leonard, is better than Rondé Barber. <laughs> Jari Evans? Hey, who? Real, hey, real talk. I, I didn't even know who that was. Real talk, my barber's not batting a 1,000. You know whose is? Roberts. Hey. Who's your barber? That's probably the best barber. He is. Showtime, the best barber. The thing that Vince Wilford. That's why you like it, because it reminds you of the Lakers. That's a good point. <laughs> The thing, the most famous thing about Vince Wilfork is that people thought he got traded too soon. That's not a thing that makes you famous. He's not famous for doing anything on the field. He's famous for having a big personality. I get it. You can play Santa Claus during the Christmas season. That doesn't make you a Hall of Famer. It's hard to rate interior defensive linemen. I don't know if it is. Nah, not really. I think that's the easier one. Did they dominate? There's only one. There's one interior defensive lineman in the history of the entire game, and it's Aaron Donald. (laughs) Who's who's the big one? Let me call Warren Sapp on that one. He might be the other one. Maybe. Tony Saragusa. No. He's a gap filler. No. What was the name of the dude in Oakland forever, L.A. forever? That's what I'm saying. It's not important. James Harrison, not vital. DeMarcus Ware, not vital. James Harrison is on my list. Of what? He was a playmaker. And he did it when his team needed it the most, too. He was probably the best at his position for a five- or six-year run. Mm. And he did it for his team when it matters. James Harrison's a Hall of Famer. He even get drafted. No also, one... by your criteria, he is famous. He is actually famous. So he only got famous because he was kind of ahead of the curve on social media, and he'd post his uh, post-game workout videos on YouTube. Do you remember that? That, too. He did weird, He did weird like, uh, post-game hit the weights super hard in the weight room workouts. Yeah, that's what he's most famous for. Also, you got to catch <laughs> a plane, bro. Stop. Albert Hainsworth. <laughs> That's a friend of the show, Joel. No. Nah. He's <laughs> Fridge. He's more known on offense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's your bottom tier. A whole bunch of guys not going in. 
Who do you boys have going in? Wait. When are we get back from the break? Who we have going in, Van? Okay. When are we get back from the break? Who we have going in in the 2023 NFL Hall of Fame class? Because I didn't realize we were so close to the break. <laughs> Two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Play on Team I Nine. Start our days at the YMCA Central Mexico Lunch Boys. That's over at the Sixty Six Diner. Hey, you had that today. Had it today. Very good. I was very happy about liver that and onions. Today, yeah. Uh, I, had, I I got loose. Had a BLT. What? I know. I'm about that life. Whatever. Not trying to be that dude, but I am that dude. Double or triple triple decker? I'll tell you, uh, single decker. Put on a Texas toast though. Oh, thick boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I did a little little mayonnaise ketchup sauce on it. It worked pretty well for me. <laughs> the weekend is for New Mexico's Vodka Teller Vodka. And finally, Monday Night's Boys is at Howie's Sports Page. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. From the... I'm going to get to death. From the... Was it the phone line, Robert? Yes. A friend of the show asked us to put some respect on Randy White's name. Yes, defensive tackle for the Cowboys. I used to know a cat named Randy Wright. Used to roll around town and hang out with hoes. <laughs> it's Dr. Dre. Oh, my God. It's a Dr. Dre lyric. Is it? That Close. one's not popping into my head. Man, he messed that all the way up. I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say. That didn't sound like yeah, one. Tighter than a uh, person. Uh, with uh, Gangsta Beats. Uh, we was balling on the uh, Compton streets. Oh, man. So there you go. <clears throat> Let me ride. Aaron Donald, <laughs> Warren Sapp, Cortez Kennedy. That's who I was thinking of. Bob Lilly, Randy White. Top five. You named six guys, but you think that's the top five? That's five. Okay. Is it five? Where's DeMarco Farr? Far away from my list. <laughs> All right, we gave you the bottom. Okay. Give me the top, boys. Who do you got going in from from this list of 28 semifinalists to the 2023 Pro Football Hall of Fame? Do you want to kick off with the no-brainer? Well, most kickoffs were handled by Devin Hester. Yeah, I would agree Devin Hester will make it into the Pro Football Hall of Fame as a return man, he's the best all time, and it's not even close. Mm, Cordero Patterson has something to say about he's that. He's doing things right now, but I think Devin Hester has like eleven more yeah. return touchdowns than Cordero. And he, <laughs> it must be what punts added to it. That is correct. Yeah, that's what it is. That's a that's a game changer. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. Yep. Tony Horn was a pretty good return man for a while. And I think he only had like three, but he was the next Devin Hester. And you're like, no, hmm. no one is the next Devin Hester. He's Devin Hester. I thought the guy from the Chiefs was like the best. That was and, him, De- Tony Horn. No, no, no. Not Horn. Well, he was with the Chiefs. No, it was, oh my God, I, I just went blank. But I thought that guy was amazing. He used to throw up the X. And then Devin Hester came along and was like, nope, this is how you do it. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Stokes, Spikes. Nah, little guy. Oh, what was his name? Oh, Hall? Dante Hall? Dante Hall. Oh, okay. Never mind. He was really good, But even he was the next Devin Hester. And if people say the sentence, the next, and then your name, Mm -hmm. you are in the Hall of Fame. 
That's Devin true. Hester, That's very it? true. Yep. Because who was Devin Hester the next Dennis Green? No. He was just Devin Darryl. Hester. Daryl. Daryl Green, thank you. Yeah. Dennis Green was the head coach. Yeah. <laughs> He's also not him. Let him off the hook. <laughs> but that's the one to me, right? Like if yeah. that is my definer. If you're in the next whatever and you are that thing, you're in the pro, you're in the Hall of Fame, no matter what sport it is. Everyone's the next Bobby Fisher who picks up a chess piece. My no brainer is Jared Allen. I think he should be unanimous. What? Get yes. him out of here. Are you being serious? Yes. Get I'm, him out of here. Is he even in the Vikings ring a very famous? Get him out of here. Yeah, this year he rode a horse. <laughs> That's probably why I brought that up. Because <laughs> I forgot. Are you being. No. Jared Allen? You got to be like top 10 all time, right? What? No, man. No. No, he's going. No. Not the butter churner, dude. No. Dog. That horse you're talking about, he's riding away from Canton. It's, oh, is that what that was? He was like, was he like roping calves or churning butter? I never right. knew what that was. He's like, he's like, I don't like butter. I like heavy cream. Let me <laughs> let me turn it into butter. Okay, who has more career sacks, Jared Allen or Lawrence Taylor? Are you gonna once? Guy, oh my gosh, man! No, don't do this. It's not real. <laughs> they didn't even count sacks in the beginning of Lawrence Taylor's career. Yeah, okay, that's not true. Jared Allen's twelfth all time. At what? Sacks. What a defensive end does. No. Jared Allen is a no doubt first ballot unanimous no. Hall of Famer. Mm, he's not on mine. You're over here being like, hey, Jared. Okay, okay, Robert. The only white defensive end in the <laughs> nice. top 12. Nice. You're throwing no, shade on. No. Bosa's. Oh, crap. What? Sorry, Kevin Green. Hey, I Van. Forgot about, I legit yeah. forgot about Kevin, Kevin Green. Kevin Green. Van's over here like, Jared Allen was a bear. And Robert's over here like, I barely remember him. <laughs> it's only Kevin Green and half a Jason Taylor. Like, that's it hey. in the top 12. Today's I-9 varsity is the I-9 varsity of handsome football players. Jason Taylor is Top the best-looking dude that Top has shelf. ever played yeah. professional football. And I you know, know what? Yes, he is. He, his, his sister is gorgeous, but he looks better. All right. That's bad. Today's I-9 varsity. It's 2022, Robert. <laughs> You're not judging. Which you can hear at 545 is the I-9 varsity of handsome football players. Yeah, I know your affinity for uh, human beings who are like, Pretty mocha, like Derek Jeter color. Yes. Yeah, Jason Taylor, like that, right in that spectrum. I call that all people. It's a little mix, a little mixy boys. Uh, is he Mediterranean? Is he African American? Yeah. Is he Caucasian? Sure. Is, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. He's all people. Mm -hmm. That's Derek Jeter and Jason Taylor. Halle Berry. Like, there's a list of them where you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So pretty. Which, um, which blended bean dip does he have for an appetizer? Don't know. Who knows? Could be any any part of the Probably world. Probably spin dip. Could be. Van or Van, sorry. Robert, who you got in? Darren Woodson. I think you're right. Darren Woodson, yes. Darren Woodson. No he, doubt. He did a very good job for a very long time, and that will help him. And this is coming from someone who does not like the Cowboys. Is that how you know him? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Here's why he gets in. 
He gets in because Leroy Butler got in. And Thank if, you. If, oh my gosh! If Leroy Leroy Butler is, uh, we had this conversation. The measuring stick, yes, of that you. position. Plus, his name is Woodson. Darren if you play Woodson defense, and your last name is Woodson, you yeah. go to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, lay in that wood, son. Oh, I never even thought of that. That's very clever. Yeah, put him in, but not because of what he did. Be- Just because Leroy. Because Leroy Butler is in. Wait, wait Leroy. Wait, Butler. I was waiting for Van. <laughs> Leroy what Butler. He, what did he create? He's <laughs> Leroy Butler is in just as much for his play on the field. No, as inventing the Lambo oh leap. Oh my gosh, this is horrible. He doesn't even spell his first name right. That's true. <laughs> Leroy. Yeah, don't try to anglicize it, Leroy. Leroy. He's like You're a not French. Kicker. It's yeah. not cream. It's creme. That's funny. His last name isn't Butler. <laughs> Leroy is the name of a sidekick in a, in a Western. <laughs> the one that dies. <laughs> yeah. Not a good Western either, like a like a dime store Western. You got Tory Holt in? Yes, absolutely. I don't yet. I do. Of course you do. It took Isaac Bruce too long to get in. It's going to take Tory Holt some, too. You think? Mm-hmm. He's going to be last ballot. Let him in. <sighs> There's a lot of wide receivers that are going to become eligible for this thing for a lot of years coming up because yeah. of the way the game changed, Don Coriel and all that kind of stuff. There's got to be more impact instead of just numbers. Well, he's just a numbers guy. Compiler. But I don't know, man. He was such a big... Big part of that. See, the thing is, when you have a group that made up a legacy of a team, that whole group has to get in. Oh, I agree, because the, yeah. the rest yeah. of them are in. Exactly. Yeah. That's right? what, that's that's my thinking. So, according to you, London Fletcher gets in, too. No, I they, don't, they didn't worry about their defense. Greatest show on turf and it's, did not talk about the defense. From that generation of wide receivers, it's hard to look at their numbers and judge their greatness. Exactly. that's all the first generation that mm-hmm. was pass happy. Mm-hmm. And he was the first one. It was Dan yeah. Marino's wide receivers, and then like 15 years later, it was all these guys. There's only one other person that makes the Hall of Fame on this list after what we named besides Jared Allen. Let's have Van name a wrong one as soon as we get back from the break. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, boys, so we're naming the finalists who we believe will be inducted in the 2023 Pro Football Hall of Fame. Van, you've been wrong on all your picks thus far. Yeah, isn't that exciting? Do you want to give us the final one you're wrong on, or let me let me guess, you, you have more than one, though. Hold on, I got two more. <laughs> yep. I got who I think this guy is also should be unanimous first ballot. Okay. Joe Thomas. Who? The best offensive lineman in the history of football. What? Are you being serious? I am being very serious. He played for the Browns. Doesn't matter. He didn't win any games. He's the Jim Brown of offensive linemen. How about that? What? Correct. (laughs) Man, he played 11 years. I don't think went to the playoffs one time. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. He's the best offensive lineman every year of his career. In his final two years with the Browns, they won one game. 
I've never. Well, got to surround him with some talent. There's I'm, 53 people on a football team. I never even saw him play. <laughs> you did. You just didn't remember. <laughs> That's why he's not in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Here's what I remember about Joe Thomas. No matter what year Madden I was playing, he would retire in the offseason every time. <laughs> I don't blame him. If I was him, I that, wouldn't have played that long. That is so true right there. He didn't want to be there. Who else you got? Uh, Daryl Revis. That's the only one that's left for me. Revis Island. Yeah. That you, hey. One cool nickname. That's it. That's the only one I have on there. I got seven dudes that I think deserve to be in the hall. What? Yeah. I got one. It's Devin Hester. He's he's up there. I got Devin Hester, uh, Jared Allen, James Harrison, Darrell Revis, Joe Thomas, Patrick Willis, and Darren Woodson. Ugh. I think all the I think all seven of those dudes are Hall of Famers, whether they get in or not. I think Joe Thomas, Daryl Revis. Devin Hester and Darren Woodson. That's four. I think those four dudes should go in this year. Oh, Devin Hester only. I got seven Hall of Famers, and I think four <laughs> should go in this year. Robert, give Dor me a Hall of Fame vote. Darrell Revis was your third guy? Yep. I had Woodson, Revis, Holt, and Hester. I only have Hester. And I got Holt and Reggie Wayne on my cusp. The thing that's interesting to me about this class, and you and I were talking about this off air, Robert, this is the cl first class for me where I feel like I saw everyone drafted outside of like Rodney Harrison, and I saw everyone play outside of like Eric Allen. Mm -hmm. Like we're almost to that point old. where it's called, yeah. it's called old. I'm older now, mm -hmm. just, just old. I know Henry Ellard was not good. No, he wasn't. Because I was saw him right. not be good. He was all right, but they never—they always threw it to Flipper Anderson. Because it's Flipper, Flipper. I think he was on that Patriots team that lost to the Packers in the Super Bowl, too. He had to be 60 years old if he was. He, <laughs> he might not have been. No, he was, man, he played with, he played back with Jim Everett. He was old if he played on that team. I think he... He got drafted the year before I was born. So what's that, 83? He was there a long time. Yeah, give me Devin Hester only. Um, they stopped kicking the ball to him. And it, mm -hmm. From the texter, uh -huh. Van handing out participation ribbons for Hall of Fame. That's 100% true. <laughs> Van, do you have the line for the Thanksgiving games? Well, you, me and Robert's list is the exact same, except for I also have Joe Thomas. And I'm the bad guy? And you, you had, had Jared Allen. You had 12 guys on Not this year. Not this year. Oh, I'm confused. You had an entire lineup of players. I got seven people out of that 28 should be in the Hall of Fame, and four of them should be in this year. That's what I got. Please give me the, the Thanksgiving Day lines, please. Okay. You ready? <laughs> yes. Now or when we get back? No, right now. Buffalo. You're screaming. At home again. Okay. In Detroit. <laughs> Got it. Is nine and a half favorites. All right, got mm -hmm. them to cover. Mm -hmm. Over under fifty four. Oh, so yeah. so that means Detroit has to score like nine points. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is our parlay? Are we are we putting three or four bets? 
at least three. three. All right, three. All right. At least so, three. All right. And here's my favorite. Okay. Dallas is at home. Okay. Against the Giants. Hmm. Dallas is nine point favorites. Okay. Uh, they ran themselves ragged against the Vikings. 40 rushing attempts or something crazy. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like Giants plus nine here I a do. lot. Yes, me too. A lot. Just And also because of the type of offense they run. It's a – they're battling for first place. It's on a short, short rest week. Division rivalry and a huge spread. I think – Giants plus nine is like my favorite out of all these bets. All right. And then we also need something on Pat's Vikings to keep me invested. So in Minnesota, Minnesota is two and a half point favorites. Minnesota just got embarrassed. Minnesota is at home. I like Minnesota minus two and a half. I also like the over of New England, Minnesota of a very low 42 and a half. All right, whenever we get back, mm. we're giving our parlay bets. The three of us are parlaying mm-hmm. together. Yes. And our winnings to go towards celebration of that parlay. Correct. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. We back, Robert? Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Time for the parlay. Okay. I got a couple notes here. Start with the first one, go to the last one. What is our bet, boys, on the Buffalo at Detroit Thanksgiving game? It's Buffalo by nine and a half favored. The over-under is, do you say 54.5? 54 flat. Oh, okay. Detroit is playing at home. Mm Mm-hmm. They're the... Thanksgiving staple. They got a little bit of heat, too. Got a little bit of heat. Playing hard. What, won three in a row? Three more than I thought they would win. Correct. <laughs> but I still don't see Buffalo not destroying them. If you wanted to, I could avoid this game. But I don't want to mess with the over-under. And I think the best bet is Buffalo to cover. Buffalo to cover. Yes. Robert, you're comfortable with that bet? Yes, very much so. All right, so we're taking Buffalo. Do we want to buy up? Do we want to go to – no, we'll just keep it what it is. All right, so Buffalo. All right, got it. Nine and a half. All right. Cowboys and Giants. I'm in on that too. That seems like a no-brainer to me. Yeah. I think Detroit is garbage. The Cowboys and the Giants is the most interesting one to me. He says the Cowboys at home by nine. Cowboys at home minus nine. Oh, no. I like Dallas to win money line and Giants to cover the plus nine. So we're taking Giants to cover. Yes. And I think they're both going to be tired. And the the over-under is going to be right around 45. So I would not mess with the over-under. Okay. So, right, so currently, through the first two games... The early one is Buffalo okay. and Detroit. We have Buffalo and the points. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so ballsy. <clears throat> that's a lot of points. A lot of points. And we have the Giants to cover for our second bet. Yes. 
Which is my favorite bet out of anything on. Okay. Is Giants plus nine. The Vikings at home are favored over the Patriots by two and a half. What's the over-under, Van? 30 Four, points. 42 and a half. 42 and a half. That's too many. That's way too much. All right, so I would take the under in that. Yes. Hold on. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. You like the under? Oh, very much so. I do. 42.5? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I, think, I do. I think Minnesota's going to score 30. Combined, these teams scored 13 and, and last week. If, the, if Minnesota scores 30, New England scores 10. Yeah. Oof. Combined, boys. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Combined. 13 I, points last week. I like the over so much here. I, I don't. Think, I don't. Because I do not. I like, I like the Patriots' defense, and they have their offense is not good. The Minnesota Vikings, to me, are disgusting. Oops. Everything about them is number 15. They have the 15th best quarterback. 15th best wide receiver, 15th best Ooh, running on. back. Whoa, whoa. That's, that's where you're wrong. You're talking about Thielen? You're wrong. Thielen? Is he even playing? That's the 15th best. Is it, 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 it damn sure ain't Jefferson. Hey, Jefferson, what, what's he doing? Where's he at in the numbers? Top five. No. He's two. No. Tyreek, Tyreek, then Jefferson. Boys, I'm not trying to, like, spoil. Unless you're talking about touchdowns. I, I'm talking about I'm talking about all of it. I'm talking about his team scored three points last week. You're going to tell me he's top 15? He yeah. ain't. You, yes. You must have not watched the other games. I'm not buying it, boys. That I believe that game last week kept him out of the number one spot. Yeah. I got him right here. You ready? Mm-hmm. He had three receptions for 33 yards against Dallas. And you're going to tell me he's a top-tier guy? Yes. Fantasy PPR, he is fourth this year. Top five. Non-PPR, he's third. Top five. He's that dude. He just had a bad game. Just talent. I got him number two. And the reason why he he had a bad game is because our quarterback was on the ground the whole time. He is second in yards. Cool. He is 18th in tutties. Yeah, the touchdowns, though. He don't have the touchdowns. He don't do it. He don't score no points. Now, hold on. What's the difference if he's 18th in tutties? What's the difference in between him and number one? Let me pull that like up. Like two touchdowns, right? No, I, I don't think he's – he's only had like three four. or four touchdowns. He's got four. Yeah. He hasn't had a lot of touchdowns. He's done get, his work from the 20 to the 20. I'm going to give you the numbers right here. So, number one in the league is some guy I've never heard of him, Travis Kelt. Kelsey must be new. Doesn't even play wide receiver. That's how that's how wishy washy the wide receiver position is. The best one's a tight end. He's a receiver. And then a bunch of dudes tied at four, and most of them are running backs. Eighteen is even generous because there's so many dudes tied at four that you could say he's like thirtieth. Well the difference is there's so many people tied. One more touchdown boosts him up to 11. Two more touchdowns boosts him up to six. Bro, he's playing with Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. He ain't getting no boost. Playing like Kurt Uncles last week. Also, programming note, the boys are on until 6.30 tonight. You're welcome. The tip-off is at 7. Yeah, he's not as good as you guys are making him out to. Yeah, he is. He's better. He's way better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. He's, oh, like, he's I, the I, dude. He's the dude. I really, I think this is way too low. I really like the over. 
I I don't I don't see it. Should okay, should we leave it out? Second in the league in receptions, second in the league in yards, thirtieth in tutties. Are we sold on Minnesota minus two and a half? Oh, I think I think Minnesota's garbage. I watched them play Dallas. I looked at them and said, What? They'll they'll beat the Patriots though. I watched the Patriots play the other day. I think they're I think they're garbage. Yeah. I looked at them and said, What? What do they score six points? Oh, I thought it was seven. Minnesota. Ten. They scored ten. They had the punt return. Oh, the punt, punt return. return at the very yeah, end. All yeah. the blocks in the back. Yeah. They scored ten special team points. That's how <laughs> to terrible they are. Yes. There's no way that's going to 42. See, that's just one week. That's a small sample. <laughs> look at, look at the most them. recent nah, look at Look at their points per game. It's horrible. It's horrible, horrible. It's bad. I'm telling you, I agree with you boys on the Buffalo pick. I agree with you boys on the Giants to cover. But I think the only safe bet in the final game is to take the under because I believe this one's going to be played between the 20s. I'm with you on that. I think the score will be maybe 20-16 at the most. That's only 36 points, man, which is the under. That's generous. If, realistically, these teams both score 21 and it ends in a tie in overtime, that's still the under. Their season averages together are 45. All right. And what's the over under? 42-5? and a half. Take the under. I'll take under. Because I can't. Where are, they, where are they playing at? Minnesota. It's in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. No, no. I That's think Minnesota's going to ring up. <laughs> I think Minnesota's going to ring up like 30. They're going to have a bounce back week. They're too talented on offense. Where, but where does the other 12 come, 13 points come from? New England. Mm. Why is Why is Justin Jefferson breaking his not scoring tutty trend and now scoring all these points for you? Minnesota averages 23 points. That's with that goose egg they put up last week. I don't see it. Should, that, should, that should, we, that, all, should that, we all do separate parlays and no. see who wins? The Patriots' offense is trash. We need fellowship. And they got great defense. That's, that, that's what I'm relying on. Kirk Cousins has 2,400 passing yards in the air, whatever, right? That puts him at like roughly top 10. Of the guys in the top 10, he has the worst quarterback rating. Not even close. Yes, you're describing Kirk Cousins. I don't trust him to throw a guy who doesn't catch touchdown passes an opportunity to catch an exorbitant amount of touchdown passes. I just don't see it. They had and so little faith in him, they traded for the tight end from the worst football team in the league, and then that team got better. See, and the thing yeah, is, so Kurt has more weapons. The thing is, Minnesota's going to have to throw the ball because Hoodie's not going to allow Cook to go off. Oh, I agree with that. Turnover, turnover, turnover. I think I got my final decision. I think I got to take the under in the primetime game. Van, you're the deciding factor here. I am out on the under. We'll get Van's amended plan whenever we get back at the top of the hour. It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, the boys are placing their Thursday night, Monday night, no, Thursday night, Thanksgiving night, and day, obviously. By the way, I'm hosting the turkey truck on Thursday morning. That'll be a lot of fun. Robert, you come with me? What's up? You busy? Uh, I don't know. We'll talk about it off air. Yeah. I will be there. 
I'm bummed that I can't make it. No one else has mentioned that sediment. Uh, except for, of <laughs> course, president and founder of Locker 505, Kim Kershen. She's very sad. She's not even going. <laughs> She's sad that I'm not. That's, <laughs> it's me. I'm the guy. Yeah. 21st annual Turkey Trek supporting Locker 505 this Thursday. Should be a lot of fun. It's over there by uh, like Tingley Beach. It's a good spot. It's a cool spot. It's my hood. Always up to no good. I believe that's Dr. Dre. We've decided our first bet is Buffalo with the points, which is nine and a half. Our second bet is the... Okay, varsity of what, Dr. Dre? Varsity of doctors? Because you've mentioned Dr. Dre three times already in the show. Just because I spit rap. Oh, man. Keep going. Oh, man. Go on. I also mentioned Eminem earlier, which is, I believe, one of Dr. Dre's 12 disciples. Isn't that what D12 meant? Disciples 12? That was before Dre, but... I forgot about Dre. It's okay. 21st annual turkey trek. It's exciting. It's going to be pretty good. I'll be there. It's so good. <laughs> so, we're taking the Buffalo with nine and a half. Agree. Yeah. We're taking the Giants to cover. Which uh, What was it? Plus, plus nine. Plus, plus nine. nine. I like that one. Giants plus nine. And it's all going to come down to, and I, I feel like we're at an impasse here, man, because Robert and I both believe we should bet the under in the game between mm-hmm. the Pats and the Vikings, which you said is 42 and a half. Now, Van, the floor is yours. Talk us out of it or give us a different bet. New England's defense beats up on losers. Oh, okay. Yes. So that means the Vikings won't score, and that keeps us under. The Vikings are a fantastic football team. They are not. I oh, saw no. them. Lions defense shut out the Lions. I mean, Patriots defense shut out the Lions. Yes. Gave up three points to the Colts. Okay. Three points to the Jets. Uh-huh. I mean, they just beat up on losers. Cool. 27, 27 points to the Packers. 37 points to the Ravens, 20 to the Dolphins, 23 to the Raiders, 33 to the Bears. Any team with a halfway competent offense runs it up on them. They're bottom feeders. The Vikings scored three points against the Cowboys. Yes, that's an outlier. The Vikings offense has also scored... 23, 24, 28, 28, 29, 24, 34, 20, and 33. So you know I before to- that stinker against the Cowboys. You know I told you Kirk Cousins is the 15th best quarterback and Co- everything. Cook is the 15th best running back and Jefferson's the 15th best wide receiver. Do you know what the Minnesota Vikings are in total touchdowns in the league? Say 15. They're 15. <laughs> it's a team. It's it's not a team. That number one deserves the spotlight. They don't deserve to be on Thursday Night Football on Thanksgiving. It's not good enough. It's not important enough. They're not that. No, man. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, I just looked up what Van was talking about. Yeah. 
It's kind of misleading. Oh, classic Van mess around. Oh, really now? So their first loss, they scored seven points against Philadelphia. The next four games were against Detroit, New Orleans, Chicago, and Miami. Mm-hmm. And they were all one-possession games of within losing. 28-24, 28 24 28 25 29-22, 24-16. So – they won all of them and covered two and a half is what you're saying. And, <laughs> and those teams are garbage, so are the, especially so are the on defense. That's what I'm saying. There's not enough talent on the field. I can't name a wide receiver in New England. Exactly. I can't that, name that's, a, there you go. Is Rob Gronkowski back? Mm-mm. I can't name a running back in New England. Is Corey Dillon there? There's not enough points coming from that side of the ball. Yeah. And if well, New England's got a great one two punch in their backfield. Who's that? Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson? No clue. <laughs> Damian Harris, uh, Alabama. Have you heard of the program? Spits out running backs like nothing. Nah, they, they spit out, they're spit out receivers. I mean, quarterbacks for real. If we're going to have that Receivers and quarterbacks. Kind of everything. That's kind yeah. of <laughs> That's Alabama. They, they spit yeah. out coaches. <laughs> All I'm saying is, man, with your argument. Not only do the Vikings have to have the game of the season and score 43 points, New England can't put up points, and the Vikings aren't good enough to carry this to 42 and a half, and the Vikings won't put up 22. And 21 is half. Okay, do we agree that Minnesota minus two and a half is the bet? I really like the under better than that. I can't root for the Minnesota. <laughs> so you just said New England is going to score zero points. Yeah. But Minnesota can't sco- cover against a team scoring zero? Well, I'm, I'm more now talking about my ethics. <laughs> if New England scores zero, mm-hmm. one of the teams kind of have to win. I cannot root against in good conscience Bill Belichick ever. Okay, even though they're scoring zero points. Nah, they're, they're going to score. They're just not going to score enough. Could be a tie. Zero zero tie. Could be. Okay. Nah, well, first nah, off, nah. we need to put like five bucks on that. Yeah. <laughs> Just let that one ride. Because that would the uh, the odds of that would be astronomical. My comfort level is not taking a team in the final one the way that you're recommending. Because I don't want to have a rooting interest for the Vikings because I don't want to ruin my Thanksgiving. What I want to do is continue my forever narrative of how terrible the NFL is, root for the under, yeah. and also try to walk away a big winner. There hasn't been a 0-0 tie in 80 years. Let's see if I could find odds on it. <laughs> so I'm looking up stuff on the Patriots. Mac Jones, who will be the starter. Oh, congratulations to he. Four touchdowns and seven interceptions. That He has as many passing touchdowns as Justin Jefferson. In your guys' opinion, the best wide receiver in the NFL has receiving. Mm-hmm. There's not enough touchdowns here, boys. I, I, that's why I'm with you. The reason why I say the under is the Patriots' offense. Van, I'm appreciative of your passion. I'm appreciative of good content radio. But there is no way. They have nine passing touchdowns and nine rushing touchdowns. In this in this trifecta bet that we're putting on in a parlay, we have to take the under of 42.5. So we're doing Buffalo minus 9.5. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. New York Giants plus 9. For sure. For sure. Yep. And we're not betting on the winner of New England, Minnesota, but we do want to bet the under. That's my energy. I'm with the under. Under, and then don't take 
New England or Minnesota. Because what scares me is Hoodie is still a great coach. He's so good. And they could they could win that game easily ten to nine. Well, I mean, not easily. I'm just saying. Very hard fought battle. Yeah, it'd be a, it's boring. It'd be super boring. Everybody in the turkey coma. I can't find odds on a game ending zero to zero. <laughs> it's got to be like two thousand to one. It's got twenty five hundred to one. And somebody has bet it every single game since eighty years ago, just waiting for it to <laughs> pay off. Oh, this is my twenty fifth hundred game. It's gonna hit. I say we put the parlay in. And I say we follow Van on his Buffalo and the points. And I say we follow Robert on his Giants plus nine. And I say we follow me (laughs) on the under of 42 and a half. And if we end up screwing it up on a final play of the game, turnover for a touchdown, I will personally repay you both your $10. (laughs) Okay, no New England-Minnesota winner. Buffalo, New York, and then the primetime under. Is that it? Yeah. Consens- consensus? The two I believe, men on because, consensus? Because I put it to you this way as well. The Vikings are like maybe a game away of setting like the, the record for one possession games that they win. It, if It's going to be a one possession win game, but it's not going to be a high scoring I think it's going to be like mid-level. It's not. It's not going to get over forty-two. I don't think. Twenty-three twenty is the over. <laughs> that's a low. <laughs> that's a low-scoring NFL game, I don't, boys. I don't see where. I don't see where New England gets twenty. I'm All not right. trying. Okay, to... I will. I will join you guys. We're only doing ten bucks a pop. We're doing twenty a pop. No ten. What? Ten a pop. Are you twenty a pop? Money bag, yo, over yeah, there. What is I, up, yo? I've been selling <laughs> furniture. If you're just joining us. I'm just trying to put some also, excitement also on me look, turning the TV on. Also, look for furniture on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> you might find me. I got a very nice office uh, desk set. It's classy, classy setup. Some nice uh, coffee tables and end tables. The recency bias on this. I got a Ping Hoofer golf bag on Facebook Marketplace. If you want to buy Van's old Sunday bag. If... The Patriots score a touchdown. That's not special teams. And if the Vikings score a touchdown at all, that breaks at least a four-quarter scoreless drought for both of these teams. Mm -hmm. Do you argue that they're due? Yes. Or do you argue that neither of them know what they're doing? Minnesota's playmakers are way too talented to be shut out like that. That was an outlier last week. But I will go with you guys. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to hedge my bet and bet the other side, too, because I think you're going to be wrong. But I'm in on this. I will join you guys in this foolish escapade. Bill Belichick found a way to win a 10-3 game. Mm -hmm. And he's not afraid to do it two times in a row. He saw the recipe to beating the Minnesota Vikings whenever Dallas put it out there for the world to see. He did it against the Jets, too, which was let the raggedy quarterback try to beat us. Mm Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson is the 16th best quarterback in the NFL. Oh, God. He's like 33rd. Right behind Kirk Cousins. (laughs) I told the Jets, you remember this day, I yelled at the clouds that day, the Jets should have took Justin Fields. 
which in hindsight is not really that bad of a decision now that he's been good for like four weeks in a row. Told you. Tried to told you. And also, mailman, you can't just list every Steeler for the Hall of Fame. Is that what he's doing to you? Yes. Yeah. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Who's he giving you? Heinz Ward? Heinz Ward. San Antonio Holmes. James Harrison. <laughs> yeah. Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> Neil O'Donnell. <laughs> Heath Miller. <laughs> Heath Miller should be first ballot. <laughs> Heath Miller is the most middle-of-the-road tight end ever made. <laughs> Here's the bet. Buffalo and the points, Giants and the points, the under for Pats and Vikings. Replacing it? Cool. Put it in. All right. I like it. I like everything about that. Whose cash app do I send what to? We, I mean, Van just said he was going to front it. Oh, okay. Hey, they, and oh. you'll never have to end up paying because we're going to win big. Oh, there we go. This is a sure thing. I really need this on Thanksgiving. I can't stress this enough to you guys. You know who wasn't a sure thing? What's that? Steelers legend Fast Willie Parker. Fast Willie Parker. Thought he was going to take the world by storm. So did every Steelers fan that he ever like lived. He had like three good games in a row. He wasn't even that fast. Watch out, NFL. Man, he wasn't that fast. They just put him in after Jerome Bettis, and he looked really fast <laughs> in comparison. He was fast compared to Bill Cower, <laughs> but not to all the other running backs That's in really the NFL. Good point. Didn't they have garbage guys up there at that time too, like Robert Holcomb? You were like, you were like, what is this Steelers team? Who is Ben Rollinson Gardner? <laughs> hey, when he came up, that he got that treatment. Mm-hmm. Hosenbomber, Rosengardner. You're thinking of the kid from Rookie of the Year. Two men on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. About seven minutes left in the program. Good program today. Today's I-9 Varsity, League Office 280 at i9sports.com, 505-312-4999. Contact I-9 Sports. I mean, tomorrow's Thanksgiving, so I mean, or two days, so I mean, maybe today's not perfect, but indoor soccer starting. Get your team signed up. Starts the first week of December. This is like the most affordable thing I've ever seen, boys. There's seven weeks of play. It's 180 bucks. It's one day a week, only Saturdays. Start at 9 a.m. You're done by, like, noon. I'm into that. Today's I-9 Varsity is the I-9 Varsity of handsome football players. Okay? Yeah, yeah. It's a good one. You boys want to go first or you want me to go first? Well, it's your idea, and I know how you uh, oogle over um, athletes, so mm-hmm. you go ahead and go first. Cristiano Ronaldo will be number one. Fred, damn it. What? That is my angle. Yeah, I just said I could go first. So Cancel. Damn it. Figure it out. Give me Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, except for one statue made about him, he's basically the most handsome guy in the history of all things. He is the reason that the Renaissance period even existed for a moment because people are envisioning a human being that looked like him at some point. Cristiano Ronaldo is on my list of handsome football players. Okay, fine. Fine. Mm-hmm. I'll switch it up. Just going to say Jimmy Garoppolo every time? Tom Brady before this year. So Tom Brady <laughs> Tom Brady from like 2015 to 2021 is just lights out handsome. Now he's got that weird sucked in face. I don't know what's going on. If he's hiding his meth addiction from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 
or he got way too much work done, or he's just eating sour candy all day. But there's something wrong with his face. But up until this year, first on my I-9 varsity of handsome footballers, Tom Brady. Not so bad. Nah, both of y'all are wrong. Okay, go. I got the number one draft pick of all time, and that's David Beckham. So we're all we all were going to go footballers. <laughs> <laughs> David Beckham. That's all you have to say. Just put a period at the end of his name. No explanation needed. None. I, great minds think alike. We've been spending way too much time together. <laughs> yeah. So usually, want, usually we have three separate varsities, but here we are all with the same. <laughs> do you want Sergio Ramos or do you want me to take that one, Rob? Do you. Oh, that was good. That's a good one. Yeah. Super good one. Colin Kaepernick is on my list. So Colin Kaepernick what? is super handsome. Bro, have you seen Gonzo? Ouch. All right, I will take that one back because now I can't unsee <laughs> what you just said. Yep. And I've decided to put Russell Wilson on my list. What? Oh, my goodness. He's going soft on us. My goodness. You don't, you don't think he's just like the cutest? Cute, not handsome. He's cute like... He looks like a grown-up baby, like someone gave a baby a bunch of HGH. Yeah, with soft, curly hair. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Van, come with the heat. Okay. I got a good one. And uh, I just got to go Reggie Bush, man. You You took one of mine. Did I I really? You took one of mine. I got backups. Well, I think you're going to take one of mine here in a minute anyways. Reggie Bush is just a good-looking dude. Hmm. I mean, hard to argue that. Yes. All right. I got two I could pick from, but I'm going to go with this one. Cam Newton. Strong. Yeah. Good smile. Cam Newton. Probably the best smile in the NFL right now. He walks into a room and is taking everybody. Correct. And I let him. Now you have no choice. Yeah. There's no letting. Excuse me. I would encourage You're not allowing. Yeah. <laughs> I give my girlfriend a high five. She can yeah. bag Cam Newton. Yeah. Come back. By with the me. way, I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I yo, do. Yo, why, why was that the most important thing that you had to say there? <laughs> I don't have a girlfriend, but I do have someone who'd be very upset if she heard me say that. Oh, yo. God. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to answer for that one. I don't oh, care she, what you say. She ain't listening. <laughs> Somebody who knows her is. Watch, you're, is, watch his phone, Fred. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't have notifications on. <laughs> <laughs> the best part of this is your two days before Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. You're splitting town. Like getting ready to leave town. Yeah. Mm. I don't even want to get confused right here. Okay. You got one more or two more? I think I got one more. Okay. But I don't I don't know how to use the word handsome to make it make sense in this sentence. Oh gosh. Okay, friend of the show, JD. He's got a type. Yeah, I saw that. Smoking, smoking Jay Cutler. It's not a good one. It's a very just, good just one. Just smoking Jay. Not regular Jay Cutler. <laughs> of my list of handsome footballers, give me Megan Rapino. I think Megan Rapino. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. She's got a sweet barber. 
Mm-hmm. Good style. Thank you. I got two more. You better hurry. Okay. You got 50 seconds. It's Jimmy Garoppolo twice. <laughs> Super good. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo time. with the Patriots and then Jimmy Garoppolo with the 49ers. <laughs> Correct. Give me Odell the- Beckham on all the teams. Mm. A super good one. That's a good one. Final words, boys. Too much for the time allotted, my friend. But anything that we didn't cover, make sure you check out tomorrow on the opening drive with Jeff JJ and A. Marie. See you guys tomorrow. Check out the BS show, RobertBuckDGibson.com, tonight, 8 p.m. What are you going over, Wakanda? Yes, among other things. Not so bad. Boys, I'm gone tomorrow. So I just want to tell you and everyone else happy Thanksgiving. Good job, everyone. GG.